Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This episode of Writing Excuses is brought to you by Audible. Visit audiblepodcast.com slash excuse to start your free trial membership. Season 11. Episode 3. This is Writing Excuses Layering Genres. 15 minutes long. Because you're in a hurry. And we're not that smart. I'm Brandon. I'm Mary. I'm Howard. I'm Dan. And we are continuing on theme this month, introducing to you the idea of elemental genres. Uh, the primary reason we want to teach you to start looking at elemental genre is so that you will be aware of how to take genres and ideas and emotions from different stories that you experience and inject them into your own stories. And oftentimes you'll do this as the subplot or the sort of sub-story of um, a side plot or whatnot. Character uh, arc. Character mm-hmm. arc and all of these things. And we want to talk today just about the general idea of how to accomplish this and make it work for you. Yeah, in uh, the book I'm writing right now, as an example, it's the second uh, Mirador book that is a heist story combined with a sports movie story. So in our mm-hmm. terms, I guess that would be an ensemble story in a some other kind of story. Which, yeah. which, two different ensemble stories. Yeah, no, you're doing together. two different ensemble types. It's yeah. really like an ensemble, probably ensemble thriller, mm-hmm. and an ensemble like relationship uh, group or yeah. overcoming issue. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, group. the heist is much more of a thriller. Mm-hmm. Anyway, the point that we're trying to make is that you can use this to add a lot more kind of richness and texture to it. And this is something that I started doing as a writer without realizing it, and I think it's become a major strength of my writing. Uh, People come to me and they say, you write so many different things, and they're all so distinctive. I get that a lot. Um, How can you write so many fantasy books where they're all so distinctive? And they think it's the magic systems. To an extent, it kind of is, but it's really not. The tone is what's getting them. Yeah, and that was something that I deliberately decided to do with the the Glamorous Histories books, Mm -hmm. is the first one is pretty much a straight-up romance it's, you know, Jane Austen right. with magic. So it's romance with a wonder subplot, mm-hmm. uh, a relationship with a wonder. Uh, yeah. mm-hmm. And then uh, with each of them, I switched up what one of my my layers was. Mm-hmm. So I would say, you know, my second book is a, is a spy novel disguised as a Regency romance. The third book or the fourth book is uh, it's a heist novel. Mm-hmm. Disguised as a Regency romance, so all of them have this. I'm, I'm using this other structure to kind of guide everything. And actually, as we get deeper into the series, that that uh, heist structure in, in Valor and Vanity is actually the major structure. Mm-hmm. The romance structure is my subplot. Is yep. subplot. Now, I do like how in each of those books, um, the romance remains as a con- uh, as a theme throughout mm-hmm. the whole of it. And if you look at the packaging. Your uh, publisher is not packaging any of them as different genres. In order to maintain continuity and not confuse the reader, they all look like they are Regency romances with people on the cover that probably aren't actually even Jane or Vincent most of the time. Yeah. Just people mm-hmm. in pretty Regency clothing. Yes, yes. The woman on the cover of book two is the woman who sells my book. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the um, 
you know, one of the problems people have with sequels all the time is that they have to be the same thing we loved in the mm-hmm. first one, but they also have to be super different. And layering genres like this is a fantastic way of achieving that very simply. Mm-hmm. And this also this trick also works with short fiction in addition mm. to long fiction. So the idea of, you know, if you want to write more than one story in a, in a world, switching up your subgenre is going to be a useful tool for you. you know, a couple of years ago, as I was uh, uh, working on um, the the second uh, Runerite piece uh, for uh, Space Eldritch, um, you know, I said, you know, I, I need to uh, I need to write this horror piece, and so I've got to find find ways to uh, make this character helpless. And and Mary said, no, 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 you need to make her you need to make her super competent, but her competence doesn't matter. Mm. Her competence is is not how this works because that's how horror works. Yes, mm-hmm. and that, while hugely simple, is also hugely effective because it's hugely simple. If you want to layer horror as a subgenre, as an elemental genre in the thing you are doing, let's say as part of a character arc, you can take that character and you can make them super competent, and for their piece of the story, the thing that they are best at doesn't help, and they move from disaster to disaster where they can't accomplish things um, and where things get worse, even while the main story can be doing something else. And so in in practice, I look at this and it feels it feels very obvious to me that once you have a toolbox for making a certain elemental genre work for you, mm-hmm. making it work as a subplot, making it work as a character arc is is it's almost cookbook. Yeah, and, and basically what Howard's saying is that you can actually apply these these subgenres to each character's arc. Yes, which is so that each character is experiencing their own story, and then when you are, especially if you're working with something with multiple points of view, you can give the readers a, a different sense each chapter that they go into. While your overarching genre is maintaining consistency of tone so that it feels co- coherent and as if they're in one solid book. And I think that is one of the best ways to use this. In fact, during the uh, Writing Excuses cruise um, er, last year, we frequently, I frequently got the questions of how do I make sure that my, my sub side characters or that my subplots feel distinctive? It feels like they're all blending together. Well, if each of them is a different elemental genre, um, your reader is very naturally going to be able to distinguish, oh, yes, this is the person who is in a story where they were highly competent and forced to not be able to use their competence. This is the story where the person who doesn't know anything about the magic, while everyone else does, is experiencing it for the first time, just like the reader is, and introducing it to the reader. And those different tones are great. Mm-hmm. I mean, in a lot of ways, you can say that uh, the, you know, we, we talk about everybody is the hero of their own story. The mm-hmm. villain is experiencing a horror genre subplot. Yes. While everybody else <laughs> is experiencing, yeah. you know, a, an ensemble or a heist. I am so capable. Why? <laughs> <laughs> Everything I do falling apart. Oh, yes. it's because my trusted lieutenant has betrayed me. Meanwhile, the mm-hmm. trusted lieutenant is having a romantic subplot. Right. <laughs> in which... <laughs> Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. 
Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. <laughs> uh, let's go ahead and stop for our book of the week, which is actually... A very cool book called Word Puppets. That's right. I have a short story collection, uh, Word Puppets, and it's narrated by Kate Baker, who is one of my favorite narrators. Uh, she's, she's the voice of Clark's World. Uh, Word Puppets is uh, roughly, not completely, roughly based in chronological order, hmm. so you can see my progression as a writer. Um, and that's, that's one a of the reasons. way to do it. That's one of the reasons we did it. Um, also, it means that we, we don't have the first and weakest story at the end. Yes. But, um, <laughs> but the, uh, the other thing uh, is that it contains a, um, a one brand new story, and that is set in the same universe as Lady Astronaut of Mars. Mm. Uh, and it, so there's actually three stories in the Lady Astronaut of Mars universe. And, and this is a really good example for you guys uh, when you listen to these, because the first one of those is the subgenre is horror. The mm-hmm. second one, the subgenre is is very much uh, kind of relationship. And the third one, the subgenre is um, it, it, the third one that the driving piece is relationship, and the subgenre is kind of uh, uh, oof, I'm forgetting our own proprietary terms. <laughs> the <laughs> elemental genre of um, it's Wonder, the exploration. Idea. Uh, yeah, idea. idea. It's mm-hmm. uh, the third one is idea. So, um, so they each have a very different feel while being in the same universe. You know, I um, I love the astronaut of Mars specifically because of that retro futurism mm-hmm. that I don't think enough people are telling stories about. Um, they're very fun. It's an awesome story. Your short stories are all awesome. Well, I've thank read, you. I would hope most of the stories in this piece, but hopefully not all of them because you have a new one. Yes. Uh, so if you guys want to listen. Ooh. Oh, go ahead. Oh, and I forgot. Patrick Rothfuss uh, does the introduction. Excellent. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to get a copy of Word Puppets, narrated by Kate Baker, written by Mary Robinette Cole, go to audiblepodcast.com slash excuse, start a 30-day free trial, uh, support the podcast, and get a free book. All right, let's keep talking about genre as subplot, because I um, often, as we're moving forward, uh, we're going to be talking about blending these, and it's even for your main plot, like you were talking about here. And um, it's going to become a mix and match for things for you readers. For instance, it may not be related directly to character, but Dan's story is a heist mixed with relationship or heist mixed with thriller. Um, And heist is our ensemble um, Mm -hmm. elemental genre. The idea being that your books don't have to have a major genre and a subgenre. Your major genre can be just a mashup of two of these together. um, And you can start to see that, you know, we've identified 11 of these. You may come up with more yourself as you're listening. Absolutely. That 11 factorial is a lot of different (laughs) options for creating genres. And this is, again, what we've noticed that the, the Marvel movies are often doing is that they are, you know, having this sort of, they've created their elemental subgenre of superhero. It has origin story and it has um, all of this stuff and they mash it up with another main genre and that's your, that's your film. Yeah, um, and then the other thing that they're doing is something we've talked about before is that they're, they're, they have used the design elements of superhero film yes. to convince you that you're watching a superhero yes. film 
even while they're doing other things. Yeah, yep. And yeah. and that that is that is the joy of being able to play with these these elements mm-hmm. is that you can Yes. You know, it's like if you are in love with one one style of thing, yep. you can totally play with it in another so world. So yeah. let me ask you, how should people go about doing this? Like they're saying, okay, Brandon, I get this idea. How do I use it? So what what Mary just talked about with the design elements of the superhero genre, I think it's those design elements, like the, the set dressing almost, mm-hmm. that initially attracts a lot of us to a particular thing. I want to tell fantasy because I love dragons, because mm-hmm. I love magic. And so you take those design elements and then think, well, okay, what kind of story am I going to tell about dragons and magic? And then you can take a look at these elemental genres and see what will fit in there. I think that uh, I, I like the word elemental because it's uh, it it strips away the combinations of things and it forces us to look all the way at the underpinnings. When you say, you know, I, I like dragons and I like magic, the first question I would ask is, how do dragons and magic make me feel? Mm-hmm. What mm-hmm. is it about that that makes me love that makes me love this? Because if I am trying to elicit the feeling that I get from reading a dragons and magic book mm-hmm. by writing my own dragons and magic book, I may end up disappointed because I have not identified what it is that makes me feel the way I liked feeling when I read that. Dan, uh, what was that story from the cruise where there was a student who wanted to have a book that had the wall in it? Oh, that, that was, was Mary. That was me. Yeah. yeah, so so we had a, a student, and he, he he said that he had trouble coming up with something that he felt was original. And I, was, I asked him what were the things that he got excited about when he was reading. And he loved the idea of a wall. And right, I like said, in George R. R. Martin. In George R. R. Martin. Yeah. He specifically cited the, the wall in George R. R. Martin. And and I said, okay, well, why is the wall interesting to you? What What is it that is exciting? And what it was was the idea of there being a barrier and beyond which there was just this great unknown. And the great unknown, that sense of danger and possibility of exploration and curiosity and all of that was actually what excited him. Mm-hmm. The wall itself was less exciting. So what we then started to do in the brainstorming was focus on ways to create a space where there was an unknown territory and things that were not walls that would be act as a barrier. Right. And and so this is what Howard gets is talking about when you're when you're looking and trying to come up with an original idea, really drilling down into that feeling that it gives you and how you can we've used this term before, how you can hack your brain or hack mm-hmm. your reader's brain to produce that same feeling in a different way. Uh, it it's it's a he he wound up we, he wound up brainstorming a whole bunch of different ideas. I won't tell you the one he wound up with. but I'll tell you the one I came up with. Yeah. Because you were telling this story at the cruise, and I thought, I love walls. <laughs> I love that scary thing is out there, and we have civilization inside and not outside. And that was interesting to me. Uh-huh. Civilization inside and beyond that is, you know, danger. It's the Great Wall of China, right? Yeah. At Beyond this are barbarians. And so I thought, well, let's just invert the wall, and it's a giant trench. Oh, and yeah. there are dark things in the trench that come out, and we have to keep them in there. Oh, yeah. And that was a story. I'm like, I'm going to write that story someday. <laughs> I'm going to write the wall that is a big hole in the ground. And so yeah. for me, the, the, very, the very literal sort of interpretation of that, you know, we were in this 
uh, giant floating city of comfort and uh, right, on unlimited cruise. food. Mm-hmm. And there were a couple of times when, you know, at, at night I would walk to the rail and I would look out over this vast expanse of darkness and I had been told, you know, this is the depth here, this is the distance to these other places. And so, sure, we kind of have a map of this, but from where I am sitting, mm-hmm. I am literally six inches and one really bad decision from... From never death, being seen from again. Never being yeah. seen again. Yeah. It's uh, and yeah. then when we would pull into port, the realization that okay, I have my city here, and we will venture outside of this city and go collect whatever, and then hurry back before we. It was it, so as you were talking about the wall, that sense of there's stuff outside, let's go explore, but then hurry back before it gets dark. That was our ship. Yeah, which. By the way, I never really got off of. <laughs> <laughs> you, you explored the darkness Certainly not once. after that realization. But, and it's funny because the, the idea that I came up with was darkness. Mm. You know, that, just, that, that there was just this spot of complete darkness. Right. Like no light penetrated. And, and the, the, the thing that I want you guys to notice is that we've all come up with very, very different ideas from the central... Elemental yep. thing of exploration and mixed fear. Mixed with horror. It's, and, it's mixed exploration with horror. horror together. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so this is, you know, exploration and horror. This is how you can you can play with these subgenres, and and sub- calling the subgenre is not quite right. the right term, but yeah. play with play with this layering effect to get something that is is new and fun. I mean, I, you know, layering. Romance and yes. you know relationship and horror. Mm-hmm. That's you know th- that's going to be a, an well, interesting and layering comedy and horror has made some really great films oh, over that's the true. last years. Oh yeah. my yes! And so um, you can see. Just I am so excited about this idea and presenting it to you. Even talking about it for just a few minutes drives us all into creating <laughs> new stories. Um, we're hoping it will do the same for you and kind of just. Keep you creating stories, keep you excited about your writing, and hopefully make the writing that you do a little bit better. Um, We're going to leave you with some homework, and Mary's got the homework for us, and it relates to the homework we gave you last time. All right, so last time we asked you to identify the major driving emotion of the story that you were interested in working on. What I want you to do now is I want you to think of a contrasting emotion. So essentially what you're doing is you're creating a foil plot, a foil mm-hmm. emotion for your, your primary emotion, because this is going to allow you to um, to showcase every, you know, the, the or do a contrast between the, the darkness of one and the, the happy emotions of the other. Right. So think about not the design elements, but think about the emotional elements and think about, you don't have to worry about our proprietary vocabulary yet. I just want you to identify the emotion that you want to elicit in yourself if you were hacking your brain. Now, by this point, we will have all 11 of the ideas we've come up with put on our website and we will post them each. We'll put them in a place that they're easy to find each week if you want to come glance them over them again. As you can tell, from this episode, we're still getting used to this terminology ourselves. Um, hopefully, across the course of the year, we'll all start uh, really using the same ter- terminology. It, which is I, the I'm going to put a stake in the ground and say that uh, by the end of the season, yeah. um, we will have altered some of the terminology and changed the list. Yes. Because it just makes more sense. <laughs> yep. 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 And you guys will probably be better versed in it than we will because we just talked about it once. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, this has been Writing Excuses. 
You're out of excuses. Now go right. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound. All with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.